think a lot of people get alone and lonely very confused. It's very possible to be alone and happy, and it's also possible to be in a room filled with people and feel very lonely. They don't always have to be in the same sentence. Black and powerful, yes I am. Black and powerful, yes I am. Black and white world like Jefferson's. Black and white world, the rifleman. Black and white world, Batman. Black and white world, Pat Masterson. Black and white world, black and white world, black and powerful. Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast. It's your boy Rodney Perry, King himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans simply being humans. And uh, I want to give a big, big uh, shout out and thanks for everyone who listened to my most recent episode. It was my 50th episode and I'm really proud of it. I did a, it was a redo episode of my um, very first episode, which was called The Black Aesthetic. Um, it was really, I was really inspired by, you know, uh, this Black Panther trailer that came out and how beautiful it was and how inspiring it was and how everyone is excited about that damn movie. And like, I know everybody ain't, you know, comic book nerds like myself. So it's like, I'm so excited. Like, it's kind of like when everybody want what you want to eat. It's, that's the feeling that I'm having right now. But anywho, uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for sharing that. Thank you all for giving me your feedback on what I had to say about that specific topic. And um, it's something that it's going to always be a thing because the black aesthetic is something that is a growing thing and it always evolves and always getting better. But this week, this week I have a guest right here with me. I am here in her own domicile and she, uh, we actually um, kind of met through the, the just the wonderful world of the internet. <laughs> and um, I noticed well, I noticed kind of like what she had going and I loved her blog. Um, I loved exactly kind of where her blog was going and how it was very, very local, but also very polished. And it was something that I feel like people need, you know, it was something that I feel like you can go to as a resource. So today I have the blogger, Taylor Justin, right here with me. Taylor, how are you doing? I'm good. Rodney, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, first, tell the people about your blog and what you do. So my blog is thehotseeker.com, um, or if you speak French, the hotseeker.com. <laughs> Get a little fancy, no. Yeah, you know. um, so the premise of the hot seeker is to essentially seek out the unseen, um, mainly in Chicago, mm-hmm. since this is where I'm currently living. Mm-hmm. Um, but to essentially inspire, enlighten, and let people know that their perceptions or what they may deem is just being Chicago, whether it be a outlook of what the loop looks like our central downtown area or even what they might perceive through the media mm-hmm. uh, in neighborhoods like Inglewood or the South Side yeah. that it's not all negative and what they may deem as positive that's not all the positivity that's out there and um, that's a part of our city that the community is larger than what the world is perceiving um, so the whole premise of the blog is to seek out um, the unseen in uh, the arts, food, fashion, um, and most importantly to me, community good. Mm, community good, y'all. <laughs> y'all hear that? But no, I, I love that that is the you know main foundation and premise of you doing this because uh, just last night when I was like on that you know on that party trolley that I told you about you know <laughs> before we started recording. Like we went all around the city and it's a very beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And we got to a point to where uh, I was telling um, 
one of my good friends, like, I was like, it's crazy. Like, this summer, everybody keep hitting me up talking about, hey, I ain't never been to Chicago. I kind of want to come. <laughs> You've been up there for this long, and you ain't dead yet, so I kind of want to come and visit you now. Yeah, I got like, the same thing. So I'm like, yeah. first off, it ain't that bad. Don't, like, I think people imagine, you know, when they think, and it's funny because it's only Chicago that's this way. Right. Because I think there's a, a, a bad part of each city and state oh, so it sure. kind of like it's interesting that when it comes to chicago it's like oh that's the whole damn city right that's the perception right like, oh it's a lot going on everywhere you really just can't go no damn way. right well if you go people don't just not stop people going to la because you know compton and certain it's, places are exactly. still kind of dangerous it's not stop people going to new york you can still get stabbed in the bronx right <laughs> you know what i'm saying so it's kind of like what are we doing these are yeah. like it's the third largest city in this in the nation so shit is distant right. like you have to go to the danger is what i'm saying mm. but taylor's here to keep us away from the danger and give us some culture <laughs> you know give us something that we can you know enjoy and, <laughs> and uh, have a great experience in so also with accompanying uh, the blog you also uh, have started your own kind of like podcast series too, you know? Yeah, girl. <laughs> tell, tell me, is that is it kind of all the same? Kind of just like your blog, but with audio? Is that exactly what it is? Um, a little bit. Mm-hmm. So with the community aspects that I really focus on, the community good portion of it, I purposely try to seek out non-for-profits mm-hmm. and social enterprises that are based here in the city, mm-hmm. but are making like huge differences across the country. Mm. Um, And what was really important about doing that is, of course I wanted to kind of write down their story, but to actually listen and share like these very transparent interviews, Mm -hmm. um, I thought would make a a world of difference. So it's still in the process. Um, I've interviewed up to about eight non-for-profits or social enterprises at this point. Everything varying from um, an app that rates your reaction, your interactions with police officers mm. to um, a self-defense class, uh, excuse me, a, a self-defense um, workshop that's catered towards gender identifying women. Um, this changed the lives of a, a lot of people. So it's a lot of different issues that are very relevant that we're dealing with, not only in the city, but worldwide. Exactly. Um, that, you know, people are really striving and trying to find the good in that here in Chicago and trying to make that small difference, but you know, hence like making a huge and big impact. So um, that's essentially the the focus of the blog is to essentially share those really transparent interviews mm-hmm. um, and share that that audio with people so they hear it and understand a little bit better yeah. than me just kind of writing out this whole synopsis about this nonprofit. I loved it. I loved it. And I definitely um, believe in kind of you know doing that cross media. You know, giving people they can consume things in multiple ways. So I'll, one of the things I love about what you do is that there's this, uh, I think there's this really interesting kind of takeaway that you can take away from just what your blog and your podcast and your platform represents. And that is a sense of discovery, sense of like going out and finding those things and actually seeking out uh, these new challenges or these just new experiences Mm -hmm. or just, you know, trying something new or trying to just up your game or whatever it is in any single, you know, facet of what you are, you know, you always kind of publish on. Um, tell me how much power do you feel like there is in discovery and just seeking out like what makes what is driving you to be the person who wants to seek out and, 
have these nice things and go after these certain experiences? Well, for me, I'm just a, a general curious person by mm-hmm. nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll say that general curiosity is, you know, kind of played with some of my stronger points, which is being very perceptive. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I can go out and um, discover new things and openly share those things has really helped career-wise, networking-wise. Um, people just become essentially just more insightful. If I, for instance, I I volunteer at the Art Institute Mm -hmm. and the fact that I know certain parts about, I don't know, a certain area and can kind of share that with a a visiting person who wants more than just to hang out downtown. They end up having, you know, a better experience overall in the city. And again, it's about getting them outside of this little, you know, between Chicago and, Roosevelt Loop mm-hmm. and expanding beyond that, exactly. even going down on 12th Street or coming west to where we are on 18th and mm-hmm. exploring Pilsen, which is, you know, rapidly becoming a very um, uh, visiting neighborhood for a lot of people who mm-hmm. may live all the way up north in Lincoln Park. and. That too, you know, connecting people who may be on the south side who never came up to Rogers Park, which is another neighborhood I used to live in. Mm-hmm. They're like, man, you live all the way up here? It's oh, like yeah, 45 far. minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which, like, I understand because that 45 minutes, <laughs> it's like you're almost <laughs> another city. Like, you wouldn't think that Chicago's, like, the, the county's that wide, but this city has, like, such a large, like, footprint. It's... But there's so many discoveries. Isn't like Rogers Park has the highest saturation of international uh, community mm-hmm. within that one area. Damn. It's like between, I'm trying to think. Sound like a grocery store. It's right? basically, yes. So there's a, <laughs> so there's a Cermat, store. I don't know if you've ever seen a Cermat grocery store. They really yeah, only yeah. have them on the west side. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, outside. Yeah. So Cermat grocery store up there, let me tell you the thing is lit. Not it's bad. like, it got, Every aisle you can imagine. You think like these little global aisles and Marianos are saying something. No, like this is like, you're like, what is this? But Mm -hmm. that Sermon grocery store was probably the biggest revelation when they built it and how many people they are catering to. Because you saw everything from African related spices to West Indie related spices to uh, variations of, you know, Hispanic heritage related. Um, it, It was, you know, Asian American, it was just so much. And mm. so that community is what I feel like a reflection of all Chicago should look like. Exactly. But unfortunately, it doesn't, doesn't. look that way. So that's why, you know, to me, the power of discovering these different places and even having the fortune to live in these different places is that you're surrounding yourself with just so much more knowledge. Yeah. And that makes you an overall um, better aware, mm-hmm. more open person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is the perfect segue because you said you're speaking about diversity. And I think uh, and when you say Chicago, I think a lot of people who haven't been to Chicago, they just assume, uh, you know, they assume a lot sh- about they it. They get shot. That's exactly they what assume people They assume they're going to get shot. <laughs> but also they assume that, you know, it's a lot of different types of people here. Yeah, right. They assume that, you know, because it's a large city that there's going to be a very diverse, you know, population. Mm-hmm. That is true. Mm-hmm. But I think the interesting thing about Chicago is how separate everything is. Like, yeah. everything has its, like, specific neighborhoods, you know? Right. Like, I remember before I even moved here, I, I remember classmates from mine from school would meet alumni from Chicago. And they'd be like, yeah, I'm from Chicago. They was like, oh, okay, where are you from? Southside, Southside. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like that. You know, 
can't be from anywhere else. Right. I can't live in the Gold Coast. Like you can't. Yeah, like, <laughs> I can't be from the Burbs or something. Like what is it? And um, I always thought that was really interesting. So once I moved here and I seen exactly what they meant by that, mm-hmm. it was really interesting. And I feel like it has created this really interesting group of millennials within this uh, place because right. I feel like they're definitely open. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm glad I'm a person who's who came from outside into it, and it's kind of like I'm received well and welcomed and all those good things. But I've noticed just uh, in this very you know beautiful you know diverse place that can bring some like some naiveness as well, yeah. and uh, people end up really not knowing things because they're kind of so used to it being so you know peaceful rainbows and sunshine right. and, you know what i'm saying and it's kind of like they they forget that there is conflict in other places they forget that this like the fact that we all live in wicker park and we're all different races and ethnicities and you know orientations but that's not the rest of the world right and that's actually not even the rest of the city right we're talking about our neighborhood that's diverse we're exactly. not talking about rogers park that's diverse but we're talking about the whole scope of the city exactly. it's gonna look a lot different if you go to certain neighborhoods mm-hmm. and um so i feel like i want to ask you i believe there's an extreme extreme significance in trying new things especially meeting new people doing all those different things truly truly getting cultured right you know <laughs> And I feel like I feel like because when you do that, actually, you know, it I feel like it can just kill a lot of issues that we have today. You know, misunderstandings and racial insensitivity, mm-hmm. uh, even even um, police brutality. Right. I believe these men, these men and women who are literally killing these black people unarmed are it's because they don't know these people. They're never around people, so all they can go off of are these images and things that they feel like they know of a person right. and the data that's being given to them about the specific neighborhood and about people who may fit the specific description right um so they just immediately go to fear right. instead of being like oh no I, have, I had an old friend that looked just like you who was from this neighborhood mm-hmm. let me figure out exactly what's going on and right. truly truly de-escalate right tell me what is the significance to you know being cultured to you Cause like you was over here talking about the you know wild thoughts, Gucci fits and stuff. Yeah. You, you, you know some things. I was like, oh, that was Gucci, girl. I didn't know. Um, so I know. I know. I know you. I know your culture, girl. Yeah. Well, the the biggest significance I think is that you're just more open minded. Mm-hmm. And again, when you move to a place, mm-hmm. you're not so settled on being in that one neighborhood or only being a part of that one neighborhood that you think you're a part of because exactly. you're really not a part of it. Like exactly. to me, I live here in Pilsen's majority uh, Mexican neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And to me, being a better neighbor, being a part of the community yep. is finding myself involved in very little things like speaking to my neighbors. If exactly. I see them, it, it, it can be as simple as that. And I feel like people, when you take that small step, that can make a big difference. A lot of people don't do that. They're like, yeah, I'm a part of the community. When you have to be forced to have to go out of your neighborhood for little things like groceries because they closed down your grocery store, which is what happened to me when I was on the South Side, you realize that you're a part of a community and you have to help the community. Does my neighbor need this? Do you need a ride here? Do I have to go do this for you? And also forcing you to go to different areas where all of that is just there and people can literally walk to it and they're not phased by the fact that there's people 
five miles south of them who can't even go to the grocery store because mm-hmm. they shut it down. Exactly. And it hasn't been replaced, and that's been three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, it's really when, when you're cultured, and, and for me personally, it's just... I'm just more enlightened. I It was certain things that I did in college, like I was an international orientation assistant because mm-hmm. I'm already American. I already know what that that experience is like for me as like a black woman. Exactly. Um, growing up in a certain way, going to private school, all this stuff, going to an art school. So those are different cultures. Um, but what does it feel like for somebody who doesn't even know English, but mm-hmm. who's brave enough to come over to a whole other country exactly. um, just to get an education? Mm-hmm. Um, so I purposely, you know, mentored, uh, worked with those students um, just to be better enlightened and, you know, just to understand, like, what motivates you to be in this this situation motivates you to get this education mm-hmm. um what is it like on a, an everyday basis for you to to do this to do that whether you're here in the united states or back home um so the, at the end of the day i think it's just really about being enlightened and um being able to have better conversations so again like you pointed to earlier that it leads to more successful interactions so mm-hmm. we don't have stuff like somebody in the neighborhood getting shot because this policeman who's from uh, a north suburb wants to better the community. He gets in a position where he can do that and it's in Chicago and he doesn't know how to act or react rather because he's never actually been here. Mm. It's like, like, I understand that you want to help, but you have to actually be a part of the community in some aspect. Exactly. Whether it's just like you would on your nine to five, you got to put in that extra work to get more money. Exactly. That's how you should treat it when you're trying to better service a community. Mm-hmm. You should be there after hours. You should be talking to the neighbors. You should actually be a part of the community mm-hmm. so that better interactions happen. And I think for a lot of the world and for our city especially, mm-hmm. when that happens, it will make a world of difference. I believe it. Yeah. And we won't be like what we can be like when you go to New York, when you go to LA. That was like my biggest thing when I was in LA. Just this fall, I just saw these people, and like we are just like LA and New York, where the the minority is the majority. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there are some. There's such a heavy Mexican population here mm-hmm. that you wouldn't think that there actually is if you just go downtown or if you go to. Lakeview or Lincoln Park, whatever. You'd be like, what? But no, there's a huge minority presence here. They're just mm-hmm. unfortunately all segregated in one area. Yeah. And you know they keep getting pushed back into other areas, and mm-hmm. that's forced segregation. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like the Great Migration happened here in Chicago. The reason all these black people are on the South Side is because they wouldn't let them move north. Exactly. So it's just like, you know, I everybody wants to see this interaction. Is just you know. There has to be more interactions of just being more open with mm-hmm. each other and having real, true conversations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and you know, and gentrification is a whole nother uh, topic for a whole nother day. So yeah, I right. Get <laughs> too deep into it because now you have the problem of you know these neighborhoods that are have always been the way they've been it are now being changed and being kind of you know infiltrated by people who, like you said, are not 
really about the, like not for the community they, they are kind of just living off of it's mm -hmm. like this is where i want to live it's cheaper for me it's a cool place it's renovated it's, it's whatever 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 when it's kind of like well damn like you know my family been here for this long and we, we still out here good time scratching and surviving you know <laughs> and it's like dang right. it's not it's, it's interesting but i believe that it's going to be better i think uh with people like yourself and the energy and the vibe and just your message i think it's definitely going to influence a lot of people um so for a person like myself i've only been here uh almost like oh, it's, it's gonna be two years it's so wow it's crazy. it's crazy it is mine's is four this year girl i know okay. i'm like why what? so <laughs> so with a, with a resource like yours like your blog just kind of especially telling things you can do and just the happenings of chicago mm -hmm. i feel like there's a really keen and beautiful trend now of uh just black people in general traveling exploring Definitely. travel noir you know, oh, traveling yeah. wild black, you know, folks forever taking the, you know, very, you know, infamous uh, passport pictures because people going where they're going, you know, <laughs> you know, folks taking all these little very glamorous trips or just very simple trips, you know, right. taking pictures mm -hmm. in London. If you got it like that, you're going all the way to Dubai, you're wearing a turban, it's right. lit. Right. So, but for, uh, for a person like myself who's just moved, just moved domestically, mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> I would have loved to have you know had you as a resource when I first moved here to, to understand what the hell to do, yeah. where to go, what's <laughs> what's what and what's not. And um, I want to know, like, I guess for a person who tell the, any person who's listening is because I feel like a lot of people listening are still at that really you know beautiful age to re still relocate. You right. Know, they, ain't, they ain't got no kids. They really ain't tied down. They can go wherever the hell they want to go, right. or it might be something just driving them to leave wherever they are. It right. be their hometown. Wherever they're from, their college town, to go somewhere new. Tell, give people a few, you know, tips on when it comes to just traveling and going some, going, moving to a new place and exploring wherever that new place is. What I guess, what are your top three things you feel like people can do when they first move to a new place to get the happenings, understand what's going on? Um, I would say the first thing is that if you can afford to visit mm -hmm. that city first, to do that, mm -hmm. um, and maybe even do it twice okay um simply because you know for a while i thought about moving to la mm -hmm. i've been there twice now and i don't ever want to, i don't want to move to la mm -hmm. it is not stuff like the traffic like i've driven in a lot of major cities before and it's not an issue i've driven in la um but when you experience a, a city as maybe a single person or at with a a friend who um is familiar with the area or is not new to the area different things like that you're going to experience it a lot differently um so i would say research it and make sure you visit it first before mm -hmm. moving there mm -hmm. even researching out the neighborhoods and try not to do it off perception of like a lot of people in chicago feel like they can't move anywhere on the south side the the terminology of the south side is like anything past like roosevelt so you can be in the south loop or you can be in Bronzeville, or you exactly. can be in South Shore, exactly. and your experiences will be different. Exactly. Um, Which so, is very odd. Yeah, right? Because it's, it's like, when you get to Hyde Park, it's like a drop-off. Because you're like, where did this come from? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's just because, it's you know, it's grown. Like, I lived there for four years, so when I lived in South Shore, the only thing that was popping in Hyde Park was Bar Louie. 
-hmm. Like, they didn't have the promontory yet. Mm -hmm. Um, That was fairly new. They didn't have that little plaza with the hotel. They didn't have Mm -hmm. the city Target. Like, Mm -hmm. I would go over there and go to, like, Powell's Bookstore. Yeah, I would go to Powell's Bookstore. I would go to that, I think that's a Treasure Island over there. You know, just those little things. Mm -hmm. I would walk around, like, Jackson Park. Um, So, yeah, research and, you know, visit at least once so you have an idea of where you want to live and you know the type of people that may be there um hopefully you have a friend who's in that city so you're not necessarily going there alone because that's what i did mm-hmm. um i didn't have anybody here and then you know found out some people from my city actually lived here um but i moved here by myself i didn't have anybody mm-hmm. so um but i've been to chicago before when i was really young and there was something in my spirit that was like go back so i literally came for a day Looked at like three apartments far north, all the way to the south side, and then moving to the south side. So that'd be my first thing. Um, second thing is to definitely get involved with some type of extracurricular activity, mm-hmm. um, whether that be volunteering in your neighborhood, um, volunteering at a museum, um, and find something that actually like matches the criteria of your interests. Like if you don't like kids, don't go volunteer at you know some youth related thing because yeah. you may not enjoy it not, and then it's not, like you're gonna be like why did i do this like mm-hmm. i don't want to mentor kids do not tank the children right <laughs> do not tank the children no don't do that mm-hmm. um so if it's you know working for a habitat or for humanity mm-hmm. or connecting with um an, a, another smaller nonprofit, like there's plenty of them because there's so much opportunity here to give um so i would say definitely find that because through that you're going to end up meeting a lot of people exactly. um, who can connect you on a whole different le- level, mm-hmm. whether it's professionally or personally. So, to definitely get involved. Um, and then the third thing... Um, what was the third thing for me? I guess just be open to new experiences. Like, get out there and, you know, if you live in a very saturated neighborhood where everything is kind of around you, there's nothing wrong with that. We as millennials really appreciate convenience and, <laughs> and are willing to pay a higher dollar amount For just so we don't have to leave the house or yeah. whatever. So um, I would say, you know, get comfortable, find a, a nice place where you do feel comfortable living in, but don't like stick around there all summer, all winter long. You know, venture out to the neighborhood that's two miles west of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know what type of discovery yeah. You never know what you're gonna find when you really seek something. Yeah. I also suggest uh, always Google um, the art districts within uh, whatever cities that you uh, go Definitely. to, too. And that'll give you, even if you're not even into it, mm-hmm. you know, it's just because of uh, it just, it's just aesthetics, you know, it's just a beautiful place to just to see. You never know what cool little things right. may be happening. Um, I think that's really good tips, though, like for real, for real. And I definitely didn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, what was your experience like i mean it's been it's been interesting i think i've had a good time um i actually i I, so i actually knew i didn't come here alone i guess that's right so yeah so so your mom was a different situation so i i i came and my girl at the time we we um she essentially just exposed me to so much Mm -hmm. she exposed me so much and and so it's like it is what it is and it was it was lit it was really lit um she still she still 
always shows me these new things or always tells me about these new things and whatever it is. But she definitely like put me onto a lot and uh, showed me how funny certain things about the city are like. One thing that I'm gonna say, and I've said this to people so much is, I do not understand how Chicago deep dish, right? It's a, it's a thing that everyone knows Chicago is known for. Right. So I assume because this is a staple of your city that the locals of that city and people who are from here love it, right? <laughs> and y'all, that's not the case. <laughs> they like regular ass pizza more than Chicago deep dish. So I'm like, like if I never would have asked yeah. for a Chicago deep dish, and then I always ask, I've asked multiple people. It was like, yeah, only time I go is when it's people in town. That's right. They prefer right. thin crust. Yeah, I'm like, they prefer thin crust. I was like, how you make up something that y'all don't even like yeah, bang that's fun, with? Right? That's, that's odd. That's like, it's like me being. Me, I am from Tennessee and not liking barbecue. Like, right. nah, we just eat chicken and, and soul food. We don't be on no, no barbecue like that. <laughs> but you know what? The thing they really do like, um, Chicagoans do like like their Polishes. Yeah, they like stuff. stuff like, yeah, they like, they like <laughs> an Italian beef. So oh, yeah, they love that. It'd be on every menu. Right. And I don't understand. You go to the Chinese spot, you got Italian beef, you go everywhere. It's like, and they put jar nero on every damn right. thing. On the sandwich. That was, I didn't know what that was. Me either. I was like, what is it? A GA what? Yeah, I was, I was, I was saying, I was saying, you don't even want to hear what I was saying, but it's, I think that's a beautiful thing. I think you definitely have to get, like, when you go into these new places, because you've already kind of did the hard part, right? With moving. Mm -hmm. Now it's the simple part. Now it's just you. You got this free time. Mm -hmm. Go do this. You got this free time. Go check this out in Chicago, especially in the summertime. Especially you move there in the summertime. It's a million festivals that happen. For sure. I was at a festival right here and um. Are you went to the social? I went. No, I went to the. Uh, it was one a few weeks ago. The uh, it was the mole, mole. Oh, drink. the mole de mayo. Yeah. How was it? It was uh, delicious. I went home so high out, and I was like, "Dang, that was my second time missing yeah. it." Now I'm like right here in the neighborhood. Yeah. I could just walk down the street. It was it was delicious, and it was um, the food was good, and it was like really cool just being around and being. You know, I went I went with some homies who like go every year so it was real cultural it was really dope yeah and um it was just a vibe it was a beautiful vibe you know didn't understand none of the music of course but i was you know doing my own little two-step you know the mariachi bands be popping they, they be they be popping <laughs> it, it, it was one song i don't know the name of it of course but i swear it was like the mexican like before i let you go because like everybody <laughs> everybody sang it in unison i'm like hey like you know let's go <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know, did my little two-step even like, stronger at that point. But um, you know what I did want to add though. You mm -hmm. know, we brought up you know Chicagoans yeah. like not doing necessarily like touristy things yeah. that we mostly associate with the city. I will say another thing to kind of add on to those those three things of mm -hmm. getting to know the city better is yeah. to befriend someone from Chicago. There's exactly. a lot of transplants here. Exactly. Um, it's not like Chicagoans are hard to come by. Um, but definitely befriend them because they're the ones who will take you to a lot of these like little hidden gems that you may not necessarily be comfortable with um, that may be on the west side or maybe on the south side and they can put you onto something like really really dope that yeah. you might not even, and vice versa you could put them on something really really dope as yeah, well but exactly. they know so much um, because it is their city at the end of the day exactly so it's like oh no don't do that or yeah, take me over here. Like, yeah. oh, let me take you over there. Stuff like that. Yeah. And you just experience the city in a completely, you know, different way as well. Yeah. 
She can take you where the, where the good heroes is, you know? Like, <laughs> you know. I've been to I've been a lot of them good heroes. I've been on the ones was it? Yeah, like, yeah. Eighty seventh a couple times. One yeah, in the hundreds. <laughs> the way that it's funny because like the way people up here they'll say you know was the you know is that heroes good like is, are they actually good? It reminds me of how in the south. We'll go to a place. It literally says "sweet tea" on the damn picture on right. the, on the dispenser, and we'll be like, "Is the tea sweet? <laughs> like, is it though?" <laughs> so it's it's hilarious to me that that's a, a interesting little you know combine. Yeah. But I believe um, moving is a big thing, and it can be uncomfortable as hell. Right. And um, and just especially when you move into an unknown place that you've only been to maybe once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I personally am a person who believes in that wholeheartedly because I feel like you get to learn so much more about yourself when you take yourself out of this very comfortable situation and put yourself in one that you don't know anything about. You have no manual, ain't no rule book, ain't nothing to really go off of. You got to figure this shit out. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially if you're going to a place that's, you know, has, that's larger and has more opportunity and has more things happening. I'm a firm believer that you should do that and especially do it as young as you can. Like if you do it right after, like if you're in college and you, you know, check that box. Yeah, yes, I will relocate. Right. You know, <laughs> do that. Uh, also, you know, if you never went to school, you know, and you've, you know, worked whatever job, working whatever industry you've worked in, you know, look up a few places, you know, look up another city, look up, a, you know, a neighboring state and be like, you know what? I'm still single. I'm making good money. I got a good bit of savings. Right. I'm going to just get on out. You know, I'm going to do my thing. And I've met so many people who, you know, I met in Chicago who've done that. Right. Who was just like, just chose a city and was just like, they visited, they liked it, they loved it, and it was just like, I think I'm going to come here. Right. I'm going to come here. Now they, you know, are doing well for themselves, going back to school, doing all type of stuff. And it's kind of like putting yourself in that position. I feel like you get to see and learn things about yourself that you just just wouldn't have known because you would have been in that specific in that same place and I feel like traveling opens our minds because we I feel like we all have certain ideas and we have to be in those specific places to have those ideas right those, they're not gonna come to you in your mom's career right you know I agree <laughs> they're gonna come to you when you go to you know to this inner you know this really cool ass trip to London when you right. go to this trip here and you meet these different types of people and you get these different types of experiences right it opens your mind up to a side of you that you didn't know mm-hmm. and I just want to ask you are you a supporter I feel like you've already a, if you're not I believe you're already exercising it of a person who puts themselves in those unknown or uncomfortable positions and un- unknown spaces and I guess what is your take on what has been your experience on doing that um I would say so I mean relocating here originally from Ohio went to school in the south and mm-hmm. then moved up here it was just one of those things like, um, I guess I did semi kind of want to be comfortable just because I, I wanted to make sure that, or I was just being smart. I didn't want to move to like a big city and not have any money. Exactly. And <laughs> I had like a certain lifestyle that I, I don't mind, you know, living. So it was just like, where can I go to that was like feasible within that budget and that I knew I could grow mm-hmm. um, no matter what type of career I pursued. Um, so yeah, I would feel so just getting getting out of that comfort zone and um, yeah, experiencing things differently. 
Mm. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I, I believe wholeheartedly that everyone should. Yeah. And also, even if you leave and come back, I think because you're going to come back a different individual. And yeah, your perception will be completely different. Your perception Every time I go home, just like, wow, this is where I came from. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely like that. And I feel like <clears throat> what always trips me up is just, you know, when I meet like old classmates and things like that, and they like, I always got so many questions about, you know, where I've been and where I am and things like that. And I'm just like, bro, you can come see. You know, right. You can go see yourself. Right. You feel me? And um, and you can get all of it. You know, when I when I went to school in Atlanta, and especially when I, when I went to school in Atlanta during that time, uh, it was just so glamorous. Like, every time I went went home, folks was like, all in my face about it. Women down there, I know it. How, <laughs> bro, how is that? I'm like, it's it's exactly what you're thinking. <laughs> I used to eat it all up, and uh, but in a lot of cases, it was it was exactly what a lot of people said it was going to be for me. Right. In the sense of like, so many people they've known who've like you know kind of just hit rock bottom and moved to Atlanta and started over, and they're right. doing so much better for themselves, or just being in a place where they feel like they are actually supported for their ideas, or. You know, just being around just a lot of beautiful, like-minded individuals. Mm -hmm. and I think that is something that certain people need. Right. You find, you kind of figure out and find those different types of places and cities that make sense for you. Right. You know, if you got this vibe and you got this feeling when you were there, something about it. Right. Maybe something to look into. Right. And um, and so I say to everyone who's listening to take Taylor's suggestions. Mm -hmm. You know, and when that's in your mind, you know, and you know, do whatever you got to do for you know, set your own little timetable make it all make sense um and you know go visit these places exactly explore these places do your research you know what i'm saying and actually be open to new things trying new things meeting new people actually befriending an individual who is from there as well it's all it's i feel like it'll just make everything a little bit easier for you when it comes to just your acclimation and trans and your transition into this new space Definitely. and um and don't go home too, too damn much either mm -hmm. you know um <laughs> at first at least you know like if you if there's no real good reason for you to go home like if you're if your parents are well and you have no real you know strong responsibilities that's really you know that has to make you keep going back to your hometown or where you came from um stay away Go right. back on the holiday. Give it a few months, yeah. you know, because you want to be able to soak up as much as you can because I feel like that's the best way to truly, truly get yourself going, you know, and really put yourself in a position where you're comfortable and you can truly make moves, create, or just work, you know, just feel like you can work comfortably in a place. Um, Taylor, you, you said a lot. And I love what you had to say, girl. Oh, yeah. I love what you had to say. <laughs> um, uh, real talk, real talk. So, um, I think I think we said I think we said all we need to say. Um, I want to uh, I want you to tell again the people how they can find you, where they can follow you, what all the things you know they can keep up with Taylor. And look, hot, hot secrets. Hot look. About I got shots on your mind. mind <laughs> Damn. It's summertime. Get your new wardrobe. Right? <laughs> I do need to go shoe shopping. <laughs> but tell the people where they can find you. All right. So, again, my name is Taylor. You can find me at thehotseeker.com. That's spelled T H E H A U T E S E E K E R. Mm -hmm. uh, you can find me on IG. Facebook and Twitter. I'm not out here snapping, but you can follow my stories on Instagram. Um, usually every weekend, I'm always out somewhere. Um, so I'm usually doing um, stories that you can follow along with, kind of see where I've been up to. 
um, kind of what I'm getting into, and then hopefully you can seek the same. Mmm, girl, that was like that. <laughs> seek the same. I like that. That was a cool way to wrap that up. Oh yes. Um, no, but you, you, you've been a great guest, and I know that Thank this is gonna definitely me. be a beautiful, beautiful uh, message to people. Get up, get out, and get something new. Don't even just get out and get out and do something, but get something new, and seek to be cultured, seek that discovery, understand that this is your own kind of like self-exploration when you do put yourself in new places. Sure. That's what I say. But if you don't know now, you know you can listen to the Simply King podcast everywhere podcasts are available. I'm actually about to look into Spotify because I think that's one thing I'm not on, but I got to figure out the logistics around that. So I might <laughs> even be coming to Spotify too. I know a lot of y'all, see a lot of y'all on Spotify, listen to everything. So I'm going to go ahead and meet you where you're at. But you can listen to me on right now on Google Play, SoundCloud, the Apple Podcast app, TuneIn Radio. The list goes on. <laughs> I'm also featured in the um, podcast and color directory, um, as well as I'm a part of a podcast collective here in Chicago called the Second Wind Collective. Shout out to my man Dan, and um, and it's lit. Uh, this has been a great episode. It's episode 51. I can't wait to get to 100 and see exactly where this platform has grown to be. And it's, I'm glad to have people like yourself, Taylor, to come and be a part of and be a, you know, because these are all my babies, right? These are all my kids. <laughs> I got 51 kids. <laughs> and um, I really appreciate it. Uh, you can follow me everywhere at Kings underscore Memoirs on everything from Twitter to Instagram, uh, as well as um, Tumblr. Um, follow me everywhere. Follow me everywhere. I'm snapping. I got some cool little new things I want to introduce to as well. And um, trying, I'm really trying to set a date for you know to finally get my YouTube ish popping. And um, yeah, I'm trying. You know, they want to see my face. And um, so I'm trying to get that up and up and going. I just got to get that off and uh, off the ground for real. But thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share and just give it all the glory it needs. This is Simply King. Thank you. Constantly